for our Canadian lifters. Pure passion, real results, what you put in your body should matter. Pure Vita Labs PVL supplements are clean, tested, and approved. Powering athletes for over 25 years. They also power the KOTL podcast. You could trust PVL. Use code KOTL15 for partnership pricing at PVL.com. Just saying, Ashton, uh, how you doing, my man? You know what? I was I was um commenting on you seem fired up in your post. You seem motivated, sir. Oh, I certainly am. I certainly am. <laughs> so what, what what happened here? Let's let's you know, in terms of you left 2021 hitting like 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 an all-time high 955 and um on top of the world, right? Um, people were discussing, debating, is it you or Taylor Atwood who was number one in 2021? Like it was like, I mean, you had a phenomenal year. Um, and in 2022, you replicated that 955 um in March. And mm-hmm. then but you finished the year saying, I could do, I could do more. I have more than this, you know, and, and you seem super duper fired up. We could re we could go back to some of these competitions, um, for 2022, but before we do, what has got you fired up right now? I think, um, I think every now and then, you know, when you're competing at a top level for a long time, you just sort of need to get punched in the mouth every once in a while. I think it's a good thing. Um, I think it's healthy. I think it helps you sort of keep your edge. You don't become uh, complacent. You don't just start doing meets to to do them, but rather you're doing them to. You're, there's sort of a new a new sense of purpose now, right? So when you lose a meet, you're sort of in a way, in my opinion, in powerlifting because it's very objective and numbers based. If you're trying to be the best and somebody beats you, it's kind of an emasculating experience, and. I'm just the kind of guy who hates being emasculated. So, you yeah. know, I got to come back and I got to beat this person and I got to be better than they were or better than they have ever been. And that's just sort of where I'm at right now. Um, so you're speaking to the Virginia pro then? Yes. So in your mind's eye, was it more that like, would it bother you if it was like a dot situation or is it that, like Bob Matthews in particular is in your weight class. So then it's like, look, is it one thing to be outdone on, on like a formula and you're like, okay, whatever that is, what it is sometimes formulas change or is it in your weight class? Keenan, Bob now are starting to hit big numbers. You're like, no, 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 no. Like, or is it all of it? Is it all the above? I'd really say, honestly, it's, it's really more of the latter. Um, you know, Bob hit 2099, like right right at 2100 that meet. And, um, you know, like you said, that's a total I've hit in two meets. Um, the first meet I did it was at the Virginia Pro. The second meet I did it was at the Arnold, and I used conventional at that meet instead of sumo. Um, and only took two deadlift attempts at that meet. So I was able to, like, replicate it and still have more in the tank. And I was set for having a really good year, but – Things just sort of, you know, didn't pan out that way for a lot of reasons. Um, but, yeah, I mean, when someone in your weight class out totals you and wins and they're the best lifter of the year and you're just like, or I'm just like, man, I literally did better than this the last year as a junior lifter, you know, even when I did 950.5 um, and I weighed 217, you know, versus, you know, 220 to 230. So to me, it just shows – Regression. I mean, time never really 
sort of stops. So if you aren't progressing, then you're regressing. There's only two options. And I just saw, you know, the latter half of 2022 as regression. And I'm just kind of sick of it. Is there a particular reason for that? Was there like injuries um, on the personal end, just like other things going on that are distracting? I mean, it could be a million things in life, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, there was a lot going on in my professional life for sure. Um, I had to successfully defend my dissertation. I had to do like OSCE clinical examinations. I had to do, um, of course, continue working with with patients, you know, um, and doing assessments and a whole lot of other different things. I also TA'd for some time-intensive classes, which meant time-intensive TA responsibilities, um, some other military obligations and training. Um, and then I also had to apply for internship programs for this next upcoming year. There's a whole lot going on. In mm. um, and that just kind of scratches the surface of it. Um, so for months on end, I was only sleeping between two and four hours every single night for several months. <sighs> And um, just worked every single day, sun up to sundown. I didn't really sleep. So, you know, that doesn't always necessarily lead to the best training, right? And um, But I will say, though, despite all of that, I think there are two big things that sort of led to the regression of my performance. I think one was um, just not really having the sort of lifting community that I would like, ideally. That is like, you know, a, a reliable training group or, or, you know, group of partners, like two to five people. Um, you know, when I'm back in Texas, my training always starts to go, get way better. I'm, I'm around, you know, people that I, that I trust and, and we train better, but in this area, I just really haven't, um, you know, there just really hasn't been much of an opportunity for that. And a lot of people have busier lives and they're all over the place. And um, so, you know, it's, it's all a bit more fickle. That's, that's one really huge factor in my opinion. Um, the second thing is we tried some things out in training and unfortunately um, the things that we kind of experimented with just didn't really pan out. It wasn't really anyone's fault. It was just things that we tried, um, some appro an approach that we tried and it didn't really work. And it kind of just snowballed into poorer and poorer training performances, which led to a poor uh, week performance. So there's really a whole lot encapsulated there, but I would say all of those things contribute. It is, um, you know what I had a uh, Marcellus on previously, and like this is what you do as as like an athlete and coach and the, and the whole nine is like you try new things. You have to try new things. Now here's the thing, because like progress, that's the only way you're gonna make progress. And in this division in particular, you gotta make progress because there's like um obviously Bob is is gaining tons of ground. Keenan just posted up a you know a 957.5, like he's gaining tons of ground as well. So you gotta keep moving. So you do sometimes gotta try new things, but on the flip side, it's like, I mean, oof, what if they don't work out? So it's it's tough. It's very, very difficult. And sometimes you try new things and they work and you throw on massive total, like kilos in the total. Sometimes you don't and and you either you know stay put or regress a little bit. So it's it's 2020 hindsight. And everybody's gonna do the Monday morning quarterback, you know, look back on you and be like, oh, you shouldn't have done it. It's like, how would we have known if we didn't try it out? Right. So it's difficult, but um it is what it is. Now, in terms of the training um, with, with your partners, I, I remember seeing some videos. Who was it? Were you with like Jesus, Michael Davis, Pablo? I've seen you with them a few times previously. Um, who was it that was like your main people when you were really hitting your stride, hitting the 955 a couple times in a row, the second time with room in the tank at the Arnold? 
Yeah, I had a couple of friends in this area um, that I actually trained with relatively frequently. Um, at least every Saturday morning, for sure, we'd be up in the morning and we'd go train together. And then uh, one or two of the other days of the week, you know, whenever uh, they had time to show up. And, um, you know, unfortunately, one doesn't really uh, train anymore. And the other one uh, moved from the area. So it was like, all right, so they're gone. So, you know, the Damn. prep was, it had a different, the prep just had a different feel to it, man. It wasn't, it's, you know, it, it really is. It's just not the same. Like, I mean, I can still train effectively by myself and do well by myself and still put up great performances. But at the same point in time, you know, it, it, it it's just it's not really the same. And I think at this level, um, you know, doing the things that I'm doing, some of the other folks doing the things that they're doing, you know, I think one of the best things that you could have is, you know, even if it's just a couple of people, a, a strong lifting community or group and it's not that they even have to lift more weight than you per se or be stronger than you but when you train with them you know and you just sort of sharpen each other and um you know don't don't accept mediocrity from each other i think that that makes just such a big difference in in training for sure it's i i i felt it i know most people feel it too like i can get into especially during covid so you train you got your own equipment you might be training at home or whatnot when I started going back to the gym and I seen a couple of the fellas, um, calf we's there, like you see some of your boys are there and you're like, you start getting fired up. You start firing each other up a little bit. Like when it's a top set and you know, your boys like, you, you want me to record this? Let's go. You want a spot? And a couple of people start spying. Let's go. Let's go. They start yelling at you a little bit. Cause they're behind you literally and figuratively have your back. And all of a sudden like, fuck it's, that's it. This you don't get that when you just yeah. go on the safeties by yourself. I'm gonna put safeties up. That's not the same. No, of course not. It's all you know, there's just this attitude and this just sense of like I can't fail now. <laughs> it, it's it's it just has a whole different feel to it. Um, it has a whole different feel to it. And I mean, you know, I, I can, you know, I can motivate myself, I can fire myself up, and I can train alone, but I just do notice the difference when there is that group there versus doing it independently. I think there definitely is a difference there. And I've even seen people who lift alone or lift alone for years and they're like, oh, I don't really need anyone, I don't really care. But as soon as they step foot in a gym with, with other people that push them or they see others in a small group pushing each other, they're all just elevating at the same time, they, they start to change their perspectives on it. And I've seen that happen. So it's, it's just interesting. Dog, know. it's a vibe. I, I I get it where some people are introverts. And like, I look at, I'm as extrovert as extrovert get. And I fell into, it's more of like almost a, a complacency thing where like the, if the weights are right there, you at home, just pop on a podcast. It's so casual. And you don't have to drive, get dressed, do whatever. The shit's just right there. Now, here's the problem. It's too casual. It's too casual. Like you said, where like if your boys are there and they're like, Ashton, again, you're doing that weight. Isn't what we were doing last week? Wasn't last week. What were we saying last week? They weren't we going to bump it up a little bit? We're going to push it a little bit. Like you're, they'll hold you accountable. They'll be like, let's go. Right. Or yeah, you know what I mean? Like, let's go. Like <clears throat> you start getting fired up, man. It's um, it's 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 weird. Even introverts will feel that. Yeah, I yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, I think there's something you know really important that you said that was nested in there regarding accountability. Um, that's really big too. I'm a pretty, I think when it comes to people, especially with like training, I think I can be, I'm definitely more on the objective side of things. Um, I don't really get super emotional when it comes to usually I don't when it comes to like my training and making decisions in my training. But you know, I, I think everyone has their moments. I have my moments for sure. Um, but generally speaking, I'm I'm pretty 
objective and when i do take risks they're very calculated risks but when you have other people there and they know your training and they've seen your lifting and they can hold you accountable and they know you're not pushing yourself the way you need to be or you know conversely if you're pushing yourself way too hard yeah. and they also see that you know um, i think that it's good to have people there that can detect that as well it's, it's it never hurts to have that that safety net it's almost worth even if it's like because when I went to France for the silent worker worker meet, I was talking to some of those lifters out there in their community. I was talking to them. And, you know, sometimes we see videos of like what's going on in France. You'll see like um, Leah, Pena, Tiff, Coco Clement and all of them, Clement, yeah. all of them together. In that room. Yeah. In that one room. <laughs> I know. It's like a famous room now, right? And um, I remember asking them like when I was there. Cause it was, it was in Paris or like just outside of Paris. And I was like, so how, uh, you guys all live around here. And, and they're like, no, 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 no. I'm like five hours, and like, five hours. I see you guys training all the time. And they're like, yeah, no, I'll drive five hours to get here on a Saturday to fucking get it in. And I'm like, what about you guys I start going around the room? I see you in all these videos. I see you in all these videos. And they're all like, I'll travel. I'll drive three hours for this. And I'm like three hours. And they're like, but listen, 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 three hours. And they're like, four or five world champions, a couple of them, junior world champions, whatever, like world-class. And they'll like be there for like three to four hour training sessions. I don't got to tell you, you got some monster training sessions. You go out for dinner together. You have like, it's, it's that exactly what we described. And you have that where you're like, let's eat before we train or let's eat afterwards. Let's and then we'll talk about, fuck, did you see that single dude that moved good. Supposed to be an eight. I thought that was a seven. You move this so well. Yeah. I felt like a seven. You just talk like that. You get like in that vibe and like, when they hit, when your boy hits and he's a world-class lifter or whatever, even doesn't have to be world-class to your point earlier, but he hits something, he's having a good day and he's fired up. And then you go, you are fired up. And then, yeah, like, you're feeding yeah. off that energy. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. So if you get like a cluster of people like that. So when I talked to them, um, it made sense. I was like, and they were like, you don't have to do it every time, but like once a week, let's all get together. We all got that day off and let's, <sighs> let's travel. Let's meet up. Let's link up. Yeah. And um, to your point, even if it's like once a week, once every two weeks, something, when you know some big days are coming, if you just find that, find your team, find your crew and be like, let's make it worth it. Yeah, you know? get in there and make it happen. That's just, yeah, that's so huge. And I and I admire that, you know, and I've done that for, you know, other people I've trained with in the past, you know, a few hours, drive wherever, travel wherever, because I, I understand the the value that comes from that. Like you're saying, you know, that, that energy that you're all feeding off of. And there's also just a sense of sort of camaraderie that you build with the people that you're training with, you know? Yeah. And um, it, it, it's, it's, it makes just a world, it makes a world of difference. I remember when I was prepping for, um, raw nationals in 17, uh, the, the first, my first open title. And, um, you know, I'm training with, he's to my, to this day, he's one of my two closest friends, uh, Christian Justin Ethelson on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Him, King of hype. Right. This is what they called him. Yeah. Um, and you know, when we started training together and, you know, we just sort of were feeding off of each other every session and almost like in almost in competition with each other some days, you know, and we're just in there just getting after it every single day. And, um, you know, that meet came around and I just had an amazing meet hit like all time PRs and, you know, won my first open title. And I think a lot of people were anticipating I was going to win. And it was just, it was a whole thing. It was like a, almost like a story, you know, a story out of a movie or something, but, you know, just on a smaller scale. 
but yeah, it was a good time. Was, was that the year when you beat LS? Yes. Who was the reigning world champion? Yeah, I beat LS, and then I had beaten um, Ricks that year too. David yeah. Ricks. Yeah, and LS was the reigning world champion at the time, and like I, that was huge. And you were like nineteen, nineteen yeah, or twenty. I was twenty. Okay, you were super duper young. It was huge. That was like the big um, coming out party. Like here I am. I just, like whenever you beat the reigning world champion at twenty, like it's it's crazy. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's um, I remember when I first started powerlifting, and I felt that it was it was a team, and I was showing up, and like you feel the vibe, and like. Um, when somebody's having an awesome day and you're like fucking, and you're taking turns squatting and now it's your turn. They're all spotting you and yes. you're riding that wave and like, it becomes, you know, even if you don't have to be hitting the same weight to be competitive, it's more like, I just crushed what I came here to crush. Now it's your turn. You know, it's not about the weight. We could be a totally different weight classes, but you can still be like, let's go. Let's that fucking energy? go. Yeah. And I remember at one point I had a day off. It wasn't my training day. And I still show, I was, I was so into the positive, the vibe and like into it. And we're all prepping for a meet. I still would show up at the gym. Just fucking let me spot. Let me just soak it up. And like the energy still was like, it was like, I knew it. I knew at the time this won't last like nothing in life lasts. Right. But like this, the team, Everybody, right now, it's happening. The team will break up, and like eventually, the team did break up. God knows where some of these guys are now in life. But like, you, I knew this was special, and I swear to God, even at that time in my twenties, I was like, I'm fucking showing up. I just want to swing in there, soak it up. This is like a moment I'm gonna look back and be like, hell yeah. And um, so I know what you mean when you're in that moment. You could be, you were so in, but when you were just showing up at like a gym. And you don't have crew, you don't have your fam, your squad, you're a keep, but for the French guys, you know, you don't have that. And you're kind of just doing your own thing to your point. It's all right. It's all right. You could get your work done. You'll get your work done because discipline is not your problem, but, but there's a difference and it's difficult to explain to someone who hasn't felt that it's like, nah, that's not the same. You can't tell me it's the same. (laughs) Yeah. I fully concur. It is. It is definitely an entirely different experience. And I legitimately believe, you know, and, and I'm very, I'm a very skeptical person, I'm a very scientific person, but um, I do genuinely believe that when those moments as fleeting as they are, when they're there, where you have a few weeks or months or even a couple of years and you have that crew and you have that sort of um, that energy, you know, each, each session um, you just, you get, you get stronger. Like there's not really an option. Like you don't, you don't, you, I mean, unless something catastrophic happens, God forbid, like you right. just you get better. It just forces you to be better. You have to be better. I was, um, Lee Norton came to Toronto for a, a seminar and we were like hanging out on the weekend and, um, we were out for dinner and drinks, like football was on and we were just talking like sports talk or whatever. I'm not a big football guy, but like, I do enjoy sports, obviously. Right? Did you see the Jaguars win? <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't watching. Arian does. Arian's all in. Arian, did you see it? Yeah, I mean, we watched uh, the Jags' big comeback, and then today we're watching the Dolphins' game, hoping the Dolphins would come back, and they were just short. Uh, is what it is. But uh, uh, so we were talking about it, and Lane was saying how in sports, when you're watching the field, it doesn't matter football, hockey, basketball, whatever, you can feel and see momentum. 
you can see when a certain side has that momentum in to your point about like science, I believe in the science too, right? Like I believe like, like the numbers don't lie, training volumes, intensities, and all that. It's all real. However, there's something to be said for like momentum. And you could see it when you watch a fucking any game, anyone who watches live sports, there are times when I'm watching the Olympics and it's like team Canada, when it comes to the Olympics, whoa. And you could feel, oh shit, either we have that momentum right now and you're confident, like we're going to, we're going to score this. We're all over them. We're all over them. And and then, and, and there's no reason for it. There's just momentum or if it's on the other side, there's, there's, I mean, look at Lane is Mr. Science. Lane Norton is Mr. Science. And Lane Norton's like 100%. There's there's things like momentum and belief that are out there when it comes to humans. And it's a fucking beautiful thing. And uh, things change. And when you get that momentum and belief going and your team is around you and you feel that, mm-hmm. you know, you just crush. Make hay while the sun shines. <clears throat> it don't last forever, right? <laughs> yeah. That momentum is something you truly do feel. You know, I mean, I haven't, the momentum that I have been starting to generate as of lately, as of very, very recently, you know, this is the first time I've felt this way since, honestly, you know, the like over a year, a couple years even, like that I've actually felt this level of um, just momentum and intensity that I bring to every session. It almost, I almost feel kind of like back in 2017 when I used to train with Christian and we were just at it every single goddamn day. And yeah. I, I'm starting to feel that way again and that sort of fire and intensity. And I just, I revel in it. I love it because I know that it's one of those things that's not always there. doesn't last forever. Nothing lasts forever as we, as we said earlier, but when it's there, man, you gotta, you, you just, you gotta, you gotta really enjoy it. You gotta ride that wave. Dude, you could tell that it's there for you right now, too. In your comments, people are like, oh, shit, it feels like it's there. And I was saying, too, like, feels like something's going on on Ashen's end. Um, and you know what? It almost is like, like to the point of when you were saying it's not always there. It comes, it goes, it, you know, um, but it's better that way. You think you want it all the time. But if if sweet is always, if you've never tasted bitter, you don't know what sweet tastes like. Exactly. It's just, it's just everything. You appreciate when it's gone. You're like, fuck, is it ever going to come back? And you're like, is it ever going to come back? And you go through ruts, kilos go down, life gets crazy. And you're like, that second guess the whole night. And then when it comes back, you're like, I feel it going back. Again. Yeah. You really, <laughs> you, know, it's... You, you really get gain an appreciation for it when it's absent for very long. When things you know don't trend your way or trend downwards, it, it's it's you know the the age old you know story of um, like the champion or the hero, right, or whatever. You know, um, you have to go through adversity, you have to struggle, you have to fail, but when you succeed, when you win, you know, if you win, that 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 win it means so much more to you because you've you've truly earned it. And you have, you know, you've suffered, you've toiled, but you've also, um, you didn't give up, you know, and um, there's just something so rewarding about that for sure. And the fleetingness of it is what makes it beautiful when you're in it. It makes you appreciate it. When you've, when you've, when you know, this is fleeting, I need to be present right now and just appreciate like you, it makes you, it's a different level, man. I know what I have going on right now. I'm like, this, this isn't going to be all of 2023. This isn't going to be the rest of my, you know, um, 
my, my time in powerlifting, but it's happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. I need to take advantage of it. Um, and that's kind of what I've been doing. It's what sometimes when you talk to younger people, this is what they like. If somebody coming up has only ever had things go well, going their way in certain endeavors, and they haven't been chin checked, haven't been punched in the face yet. Like you had said, like chin checked or however you want to put it. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily know, you know, they don't necessarily know. And, uh, and, but it will happen. Life will chin check you 100. Ugh. Nobody escapes. No one's immune to that. Nope. Nobody's immune to that, my friend. Just haven't lived long enough yet. If it hasn't happened yet is what I you tell everybody. In sports, life, business, love, whatever it is, you can get you checked. It, it, it comes, right? So um, it's all part of it. In terms of um, the team aspect of it, what have you done to, have you, have you like, are there new people in the picture you're training with now? Or, are you, or have you decided you're going to start traveling one day a week or what was the difference there for like the vibe difference yeah as of as of lately um really it's been the sessions that have been going better there's there's um a little bit more consistency with a a few folks that i know um for a while it was kind of on, on and off but they're kind of coming around again and then i also you know some weekends will travel and see some folks that i you know that i know pretty well pretty intimately and will train uh, together just like this past weekend i was in uh i just got back a few hours ago i was in north carolina um and you know training with one of my friends from high school who still lifts and, and trains and competes and then you know with another friend as well and you know it was us three there was it was it was that one room like in that video that rack the plates and yeah. it was just us and we were just kind of off to the races and you know those days where you go in there and even if it's a, a week one or a lighter day, the energy in there is just, it's, it's undeniable, you know, and, and whatever weight you're supposed to do, you, you do it, but you just, you crush it, you know, and it, it was, it was good. That's kind of what's been kind of going on lately, but a lot of it is also definitely, a lot of it has definitely been, been internal lately too. I, I just really want to, I mean, <laughs> you know, for lack of better words, I just I want to destroy everybody and everything this year. And that's just kind of how I feel. Um, and I really genuinely feel that way. So it just makes all of it that much more exciting. I truly do revel in the feeling. I, I really do. It's um so, so we could touch up on that in the one tens because it's like such a hot division. Um, but real quick, I just also want to add in it is something special that with everything we said about the team aspect. Um, one more caveat to it is not just what it does for you, but it gives you a respect for like, I was talking about calf. who's training for the Canadian nationals. He's got a battle too, but I could tell, and it's special. It hits you when you know, someone's got a tough day. You don't have a big day coming up and you could do it from home or whatever the shit you show up, you know, they got like that SPD session. Like, Holy fuck. This is a grinder. You walk through the room. They're already like 90 minutes deep. Maybe they're starting to lose wind. And they see you come through the doors, the look on their face when they're like, my man showed yep. up. And all of a sudden, and you feel like, did I just empower? I put some wind underneath my man's wings. And all of a sudden, and you come in with that new energy and you're like, let's go champ. Let's do this. Where are we at? Where are we at? Just getting ready for my top singles. Well, let's go then. And all of a sudden they're like, and you feel like you like. Yes, you can impact other people's days. You can impact someone else's day. You could turn around their whole evening by just showing up. Yeah. Show up, just, just show up there. for them. Just be there. You don't have to. I don't got a big day. Fucking go, go in, and that person will be like, "Fuck, all right, 
all right, let's yeah. do this. Yeah. That, that means something, and it feels it, it good does. on your end, you know. And, I, and I've done that so many times. I mean, there are people, and they'll allude to it like, oh, yeah, you know, this is like my last week of my training cycle or my block or whatever. It's going to be a heavy one. I'm like, all right, what time do you want to be there? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that means something, man. Yeah, it does. You know? It does. When you do that for other people, they're going to do that for you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah. So let's talk about the 110. The 110 is hot as hell. I mean, this is, this could be, it's one of the hottest divisions in powerlifting for sure. Um, I mean, going into 2022, Bob was at nine, 12 and a half. So he was pretty far back. Keenan, nobody even heard of Keenan. Um, you know, I mean, Keenan hadn't competed in like ever. Keenan's like, had yeah, nobody, if anyone said they saw me coming, there's, it, you would have to have the last name Lee. And he's like, even then, I don't think my friends and family knew what I was capable of doing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, so, um, you were in the hottest division right now. Is the competition having heated up like it did? This is one of the major factors because you had said you had thrown it out there. Um, and we're like, I I don't like seeing my name. It, it looks wrong having someone else wear that crown. Yeah, no, it, it's it's definitely that's part of it, man. Like that that has really sort of reinvigorated my my efforts lately and have both has just bolstered my effort. I mean, seeing other people come in that you just know, you know. Like, hey, if you show up and, you know, pardon my friend, if you show up and you fuck up, like, they're going to win, you know? It, it just, it completely changes the the dynamic of the competition. Yeah. Um, and it just, it, it just, it really changes every aspect of your training. It, it changes how you mentally approach each session. It, it changes how you um, just, it's just altered the energy that I have going into each session. I mean, I'm just, I am training right now. I feel a lot like my older self. I'm a different Ashton training right now than I was just two months ago. A whole completely different person. And it's it's really a lot of it you could you could lend to like this direct competition that's going on. And you could compartmentalize because I know you and Bob are friendly um, and you obviously have the same coach, but you can compartmentalize in your mind's eye make look at me. I like you, you like me, that's all good. But Absolutely. I got to, it's, I got to crush you out there. This is business. This is, this yeah. is, you fired yeah. me up. I got to take, I got to take what you got. You want to take what I got. It is what it is. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, Bob and Keenan and Keenan, you know, I actually got to hang out with him a lot when I was in Korea. I love the guy, you know, same, same with Bob, you know, Bob has a heart of gold. They're both good men. Um, and, you know, I, I would call both of them friends, but at the same point in time, we're also competitors and uh, all three of us want the same thing, and only one of us can get it. So it's got to be me. You know, it's gotta, that's, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. that's right. I got to eat, and I'm hungry. Um, I wanted to ask you about how did well before I go to hold on one sec. Let me get my chronological in terms of 2022 because I was going <laughs> to ask you about the competitions. I might as well go in order of these. Sec here, I pulled this up. You wink. So um, obviously Virginia Pro, you would, or sorry, Arnold Classic, you did 9.15. So it was the Meganats that came first in in June with a 9.25. So what happened at Meganats? Yeah. Obviously the total dropped 30 kilos, not the best. You got the W for your weight class, but not what you wanted. Yeah. Yeah, that, I have to take accountability for that. That was my fault. Um, I went to Vegas. I was weighing like 2.30 when I got there. And after a week of shenanigans, <laughs> weighed in at like 222 or 223 oh my gosh you yeah. lost weight 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> What's the shenanigans? Usually you gain weight when you do shenanigans. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was doing so much. And, um, you know, because I've never been to Vegas. I've always wanted to go. Never had the opportunity to go. And the thing that I really hated about this meet was they wanted us to lift on a Sunday. And I I, I hate lifting on Sunday. I just, I want to lift Friday or Saturday, especially Saturday, because that's when I usually train. Um, I'm much more comfortable lifting Saturday, preferably in the morning or the afternoon, right? I don't like lifting at night. I don't like lifting Sunday. And I was lifting Sunday night at Nationals in Vegas. Like, hmm. So do I just show up, not enjoy Vegas, not have any fun, and then compete Sunday night and then leave like the next day? Or do I have fun? Do I oh. <laughs> and then do I, you know, compete? And honestly, it, it had been a really difficult year. Um, and even the latter half of 2022 was also very difficult. You know, there were a lot of things going on again outside of powerlifting that really sort of just tested my my metal, uh, my spirit, you know, my professionalism that I had to sort of endure. So I'm like, well, you know what? I think it'll be healthiest for me. To have a good time here in Vegas with my friends because this could be a once in a lifetime thing, you know, opportunity. Um, so I did that. I took a calculated risk, and um, I mean, I happened to to be correct. But when I actually competed, of course, that very much affected, obviously, like how how I uh, how I performed. Um, so that was definitely I would take accountability for that. That is that is a, that was a hundred percent in my control and in, in my doing, my fault. Otherwise, I. Could have potentially totaled a lot higher. <laughs> the videos and clips I've seen in terms of what, like, the parties going on in Vegas at the time, like, it looked like the wildest. Like, everybody was, like, I, on the Russell Orhe account, my dude, it looked like a freaking, like, he was shooting a music video. Like, it was, like, champagne bottles and, like, hot women around the poolside. It's like, what is going on right now? Like, I can see where if you're there, it'd be, like, Every, and every night, somebody's like a weight class is done competing, and they want to party and celebrate. Yeah, yeah, right. It's every like, single oh. day, and I and I joined them. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Every night, um, it, like the whole week straight. Uh, but you know, I, I do take accountability for that performance. That was a hundred percent on me. But you know, I, I don't have any regrets. Honestly, that that was a great week. I had a great time. Um, the friends that I had, you know, strengthened our bonds. I mean, we just, it was, it, it was, it was an amazing weekend, you know, like you, you still said, won. Still, <laughs> still walked away with the win, yes, despite yes. having like a very, very bad beat. But, um, well, I mean, not even bad attempt wise. Like, I, I think I went like seven for eight or something like that. Yeah. It looks like you only missed your second squat. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I went seven for eight or something like that or, or, or eight for nine. I can't remember, but, you know, I, I, you were like you were like Mike Tyson in his prime, when he was like partying, showing up, not really super training. Be like, look at man, I'm partying, I'm young, I'm in my prime. Let me do this. Yeah, because no, normally before meets, I'm pretty tame. Like I'll have maybe like two to four beers, which for me is like nothing. But but if I like do that for a whole week, obviously it's gonna it's gonna affect your. It'll catch up. Yeah, it'll catch sure. up. Um. So then after that though. When you when when South Korea happened, how did that how did that end up occurring anyway? It's like who reached out to you, who invited you out, were you paid for, and all of that. I'm very interested. Yeah. So so long story short, so um, you know, USAPL they stood up uh, an affiliate in South Korea, 
I saw a post about it, and I was like, man, I saw that they were advertising a meet, and it was like right in August, and I was and I commented on it, I'm like, man, this looks awesome. I'd really love to go back to Korea to compete. And then the owner of Train True messaged him. No, he he replies to it. He was like, "Are you serious?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm serious." So we start talking, and um, it all be, kind of becomes a thing. And they pay for the flight for me to get there, which is you know not not cheap to fly to Korea from the U.S. I hadn't been back to Korea since 2015, so it had been seven years. And what did you do there originally? Yeah, so um, I was there as a teenager. Actually, my dad was um, enlisted in the army as well, so I lived gotcha. in Korea for a little while. Then my best friend was there too, uh, best friends to this day actually. And um, I'd go back every summer and live with him and his dad. So uh, we just you know would have fun in Korea like you do in Vegas. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I love love Korea. Amazing country, amazing, uh, really amazing community that they've started there. I was shocked. Um, that the live stream viewer, the the fitness influencers, I mean, wow, it was it was kind of a big deal. Um, the video of us competing actually had like I think, like between one point five to like two million views on it, like on YouTube. Yeah, I was that's like, insane. that's kind of crazy for a powerlifting beat, but you know, the right people kind of got into it and saw it, and it got good publicity in Korea, and you know, a lot of people saw it, and it was it was awesome. But I think it was really big. Um, you know, for like the Korean people too, just to see someone kind of, you know, kind of like rise up like that, you know, like a, a really big sort of strong masculine, you know, you know, Korean man, you know, come going toe to, you know, toe to toe with like, you know, like one of the best in the world. And it was, it was just, it was a really, I think it was just really healthy for the sport, like in every way, but yeah, they paid for the hotel. I came over and um, it was like, couple hundred bucks for the hotel <laughs> and then the money that i won from the meat paid for the hotel and for the food because the food was cheaper and the u.s dollar to the korean won conversion was actually better than even when i lived there eight years ago so the dollar went further there and i just it was yeah i basically went to korea for a week for free it was it was amazing nice. so w <laughs> when you went over there did you like have any kind of anticipation at all about keenan like I remember when this happened, first off, the rest of the powerlifting world was like, who the, like Conor McGregor, who <laughs> the fuck is that guy? Like, how did that happen? And it was like, now when you look back like, at the time, it was like, holy shit, this guy came out of nowhere. Um, random Korean dude is, uh, or whatever the quote was. And that became his Instagram handle. Random Korean. Um, yeah. I, I yeah. knew that was going to happen too. <laughs> it was, it was hilarious, but it was, but. Keenan was on the podcast last and he's like, I was a random Korean dude. He, 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 was, he was, I literally was. He said on the podcast, he's like, nobody see me coming. If they said they saw me coming, they're lying. Like, he's like, I literally was a random off the street who just like, essentially in the powerlifting community anyways, I was a random who stepped forward. And now when you look back, because Keenan now is ranked number one in the 110s in terms of totals for the year. Yes. That win at the time, was just a win over a quote unquote random Korean dude. That win now is aged so well. You went, when you look back, you wouldn't know the significance of going head to head with Keenan Lee. That's one of the biggest wins you can have. Like that, that was a, a really, that yeah. was a head to head matchup that you pulled out a win. That was, at the time, you know, it's different. Now. Yeah. That was one of my favorite head to head matches I've ever done. Um, 
my best, my favorite meets that I've done that I've won, I've won on body weight. So that was in 2014 when I went to Worlds. I won um, equipped Worlds by body weight. I won 2017 Nationals against LS by body weight. And then I beat Keenan at this meet by body weight. Yeah. Well, like, it was dramatic. Marginally, too, like a very small margin. Right. It was dramatic, man. It was um like when it was unfolding, like, did you have any inclination that, holy shit, I'm in the middle of a battle or like, when did you realize you were in the middle of a battle? Obviously, at some point during the day, you're like, okay, well, this guy is a freak, and this is crazy. This is gonna be. Crazy. We were sitting. We were sitting right across from each other in the warm-up room. The racks that we were lifting on were facing each other. Oh my god! So, so um, as soon as we got into that warm-up room, it was game on. Like everything that he said about, oh, I think I just qualified for nationals or whatever. All that shit went out the window. We were sitting across from each other. We both knew what time it was. Like nothing had to be said. We're like, it's it's time to go. You it's just recognize time. another alpha male. You're like, hang on a second. I'm about to be tested. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're like, there are two alpha males eyeing each other. So you kind of got the vibe. This guy's special. Immediately, really. We met. Yeah. As soon as we like, as soon as we like, just we're training, and I just we you know, we start warming up, and we're seeing our warm ups and everything immediately. And in my head, you know, the whole time I'm like watching everything, just calculating, calculating, calculating. You know, it 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 was it was game on from the moment as soon as we walked into that warm-up room, it was game on. Yeah, thank God you did like knew I, I got a battle right off the bat. Because if you got shocked and thought at all, like I'm gonna I'm just you know what, big travel, I should be okay, no big names here. I'll just do lower level RPE stuff. If you didn't turn that around quick enough, it would have been too late. Like he oh, yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> thank God you recognized. Oh shit. Okay. Did you, who, who was there handling with you? Did someone come with you or who was there? Yeah, actually, um, there was a couple of folks. One is a, he's actually an army officer stationed in Korea right now. The other was in the Korean military. Um, they, they, they had sort of, um, wanted to meet me and they were like, Hey, do you have anyone handling you? I'm like, no, I just tend to do it myself. They're like, let us handle you. They thank drive God. Oh my God. A few hours from, from a Southern part of uh, South Korea called, uh, Tegu. They drove up. Um, and they were like the, just the coolest guys you could, you could meet. And, um, you know, we kind of did our thing the whole day and it, yeah, I mean, it was awesome. So they, they were very, very helpful. And that last deadlift, um, in case we had to change attempts or do whatever, you know, I told him exactly the plan and how we'll do it and like what numbers we'll use. And it was, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was really, it was kind of, it was perfect. And then after I passed out on that second deadlift, I think people thought I was done. And I was like, no, this shit's not over. Like, cause, cause I hit the second deadlift. I got it technically, you know, successfully, but um, that was a night for night meet too, actually. But but looking at that second deadlift, I was still technically not in the lead in first place. And I usually take really big jumps on like my squat, my deadlift. That's kind of like so people they see my openers like, oh well, you're like third or fourth in your openers. I'm like, yeah, just wait till the second attempt. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna look a lot different. I take bigger jumps, conservative. Right. So took that big jump to second, nailed the second, passed out. I just didn't properly get enough air or whatever i don't know maybe the moment got to me um and they're like wow. singing the south korean national anthem already they're already <laughs> yeah. celebrating they're like okay we won yeah i think Keenan told me he was like honestly he was like after you passed out i didn't even think you were gonna like do a third deadlift or get your third deadlift and um you know the first thing i did when i got up uh, from when i passed out was very brief i got up and i looked over at the lights and i saw there were three white lights so i walked over to the center like do you want to sit down or do you want water i said no I'm good for yeah. one more. And then I put in the weight 
And then I just kind of went and sat down, hit hit the third one, and I convincingly too. It was actually a pretty. I was actually kind of surprised at how well it moved. Um, it was eight forty eight hundred forty three pounds. Moved really really well. It was a small conventional meat PR. Um, definitely more in the tank, but yeah, it was just it was one of those days. That, like everything just kind of aligned with nine for nine. Had the right atmosphere, and it was yeah, it's great. In terms of like a a surprise battle, literally, you know from passing out on the second to being like chin checked right there in the competition and having to pull yourself together for a nine for nine winning on body weight against the guy who we now know is a phenomenal lifter in Keenan Lee. Um, it is now that you look back, like here, here's what my first reaction after it all happened. I was like, Hey, did they know that they were bringing you over from across the world? He's in the, his home country you're flying could not be further all the way over there do not see him coming obviously they all know who you are i was like was this a setup did they who knew <laughs> it, you know what was your after it was all said and done did you look around and be like you guys are real yeah cool. a part of me was like you guys like trying to sneak me with this like yeah. meta human like what what yeah. happened here <laughs> right it was like i was like um and keenan's like look at he's like honestly i don't even think people around me knew I would do quite as good as I did. He's like, people probably thought I'd do okay. You know, like, like over 900 and do pretty good. But he's like, I honestly don't even think the organize they for sure was good. You guys are in the same way class and they thought it'd be reasonably close, but they had no idea it'd be quite that. But uh, yeah, I the, remember the when battle it, first, that it turned into, yeah, man, it was one of the best battle. And it turns out like it was like a huge performance by a guy who it wasn't a flash in the pan. Like he's, he's here looking at that. Where would you rank that amongst, like, obviously you've got, you know, national ties, you've been to Worlds, whatever. Where would you rank that amongst your battles and, and performances? Even though it wasn't a PR, but it was on the other side of the world. And, yeah. and that nine was for definitely, nine. that was, and it's so funny because it's not even like, I like, like you said, like a national level meet where there's like a ton of depth in the weight class. It was just, it was us two just going at it. But that was probably definitely my top, like two or three favorite meets I've ever done. Well, when people say as a competitor, when people say like, have you ever been in a battle though? And one, when you needed to like that, you can point to this now. Yeah. yeah. No, I've been battled. I've been, I'm battle tested. Some people yeah. are, you know, so that's big to, yeah. to like, you know, get Fly across the, the world. Stuff. You get snuck in the competition on the day. You kind of yeah. figure out this dude means business. And you're like, you're in it. <laughs> and across the world too. When people say like, have you ever traveled and done that and whatever you've checked a couple boxes there and that's big for any athlete to be like look at man i've yeah i've been in battles do you think it was easier not seeing him coming or because then it's just whatever by the time you realize you're already there too late now to overthink anything it's already go time so you just go or do you think you know when it's like weeks on end I coming up oh he put he yeah, I, think I think in this unique circumstance, it was better because my training up by this point had already been kind of suffering. Um, anyway, things just weren't going my way. Um, I was just really, really busy and stressed, you know, just normal life stuff. I guess not normal, but like for me, normal life stuff. But um, but yeah, I mean, kind of not knowing, you know, not having that kind of just stressor looming over you the entire time was was definitely different, especially with everything that was going on. And um, showing up and then just that kind of happening was was actually ideal i think that actually 
gave me a little bit more momentum than I otherwise would have had training for the Virginia Pro, just because it got me a little, it got me excited again. Like the day, the day itself, it was very fleeting, but I was, it got me really, really excited to like actually be competing again like that. You know, not not with someone for dots, but in the weight class directly with someone. You know, literally the better man, like like is gonna win. It it was just yeah, it was phenomenal. Dude. It was phenomenal. And I'm glad that I, I kind of got blindsided, but but I'm also glad that that happened because it kind of woke something up in me. You know, if, if, if anything, very briefly that I felt like had been sleeping for a little while. I mean, if you um, because if you're traveling the whole other side of the world and you know it's coming there's nothing but anticipation waiting for it to come type deal. Whereas when you just show up and it's a way better story too. look at the story of you walking in, like not knowing going to the other side and them inviting you from a Instagram comment and you just being in that warm up room, looking across me like, Oh, that's an alpha. I, and I see it in his eyes. I know that's I, and then you, your, your handlers will be like, what do you mean? You'd be like, listen, I know a fucking lion. When I look into its mouth, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's a lion. You know, I know you lions. Know. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a fucking lion. I recognize another lion. We're going. We're going here. Yeah. But uh, so moving into Virginia, um, like at the Virginia Pro, obviously. So what was it like? Was the training not the greatest? Was it like, did it kind of revert back a little bit? Because we're talking about momentum. You didn't really have the partners you wanted. Oh, that's right. You were tinkering with new items in terms of your training. And yeah. uh, it just it's just a perfect storm. Oh, right. Honestly, everything that could have went wrong, you know, went wrong. Um, yeah. So of course there were all these sort of life variables and circumstances outside of the gym that really couldn't be controlled and just couldn't be helped. It was what it was. Uh, that had a very very big effect, but. Yeah, the training crew was definitely part of it. There was no sort of consistency. You know, there weren't really people to, you know, help, you know, to kind of, like we talked about earlier, you know, with um, the momentum and accountability and everything. That just wasn't there. And I really missed that. Training for the VA Pro almost felt like a chore rather than it did, you know. Because um, I, I love training. I love lifting. I've loved it for years. And I love doing it even when I'm alone. But that me just felt so different because everything was just so intense at the time. It just felt like a chore just going and training and um, the excitement was just sort of sucked out of it. And then, yes, we did tinker with some things in training and definitely did not help um, was, was not fruitful. And um, you know, it was a lesson learned and I'm glad that we did it because we got valuable data out of it. And, you know, that thing independently obviously didn't cost me to be a pro. I, I like to think I have more control over, you know, um, whether I win or lose than that. So I, and I certainly do. But it definitely was a factor for sure, and I and I think I would have shown up better, um, you know, had we not taken that training approach. But at the same point in time, we didn't really know, and we needed to know. So I yeah. think it's good that we did what we did. We tried it, um, and it didn't work. And we kind of went back to something that's kind of tried and true. And all of a sudden, you know, training goes great again. And it's like, oh well, well it is what it is. We're back. Yeah. Um, how much different is it? to be battling when it's not dots in a straight to head to head kilos, like in terms of your intensity, in terms of your, what it feels like game day leading up to, is it that much more impactful? Yeah. I, I like that so much more. And even with the, 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 um, the art of, 
obviously my intention is to win and to be whoever shows up to that meet in, in Columbus at that convention center on dots. Like my goal is to absolutely win at the same point in time, though, one of my bigger goals, honestly, past the money, past everything. And it kind of sounds crazy. It's going to sound crazy to everybody, but my biggest goal really is to take back my record and to just put up a total that just no one's ever done like in that weight class. And that's really, really what I want. So like that direct sort of competition for Bob would be helpful. Keenan's going to compete that weekend as well. I think in the morning before I do. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, there's like a lot of money on the line and I, I definitely want to win, but, um, but all it's going to, it's going to be an opportunity for all three of us to just sort of be there and push each other, not train, but to compete so badly out of us three. For some reason right now in this moment, that matters to me more than actually winning like on dots is actually just being there with both of them, competing with them and beating them. That's what I care about right now. And when you talk about um, what you want to hit, something special, is it a number in mind? Is it the thousand kilo total? Is or is that too much? Is it your first step to the thousand kilo total? A thousand kilo total might be mega nats, or what? What do you foresee in terms of that? Or is it not necessarily a number driven like that? Yeah, um, it's definitely it's it, it is number driven, of course. Um, it it's not likely it would be a thousand, but definitely approaching that territory, if that makes sense. Getting a lot closer than nine fifty five, that's for damn sure. Um, that's really what I would like to do. And then like Mega Nats hitting a thousand plus is kind of like the way I'm looking at it. But I mean we don't really know, right? We'll we'll kind of see what happens, but um anything could happen. But I really feel good about this one. I haven't felt this good about one in a long time. I feel good about this one. So we'll we'll see. That's exciting. When you listen, Ashton, when you're saying I feel good about this one, anyone listening is like, oh, damn. This is, uh, you know, because Bob has got tons of momentum. Um, You've got tons of momentum. And you're going to be clashing both at the same time. I think, well, Keenan is going to be going first, right, uh, Arian? If I'm not mistaken, Keenan goes first. So you'll already know what he's what he's hit. Yep. In terms of, um, and he's actually battling for a pro card with Rondell. So he has two moving pieces going on yeah, where he's got, right. yeah. So it, it's, he's got some, uh, he's got to keep one eye on Rondell in out total, you know, by dots to get his, cause that's how it works, right? You, you, you need the dots for it. Yeah. Yeah. So technically for Keenan, you know, he he has to go. He has to just do. He has to be very strategic, right? So to, to to get the pro card, just because, um, yeah, how we compete with Rondell. So I'm not sure how that would influence his total on the day, but I mean, we'll see how that works. But but yeah, that is definitely a factor um, to be cognizant of when comparing his performance to Bob and I's later in the evening. Right, and at the very least, though, you'll know what he puts up. So yep. you'll know if your goal. So here's a question for you: If he puts up something monstrous. Um, but within I expect him to, right? Actually, you're fair enough, fair enough. Um, but you want to be Bob head to head. Are you doing your attempt selection based off of you're competing against both of them? So you're trying to stay ahead of Keenan as well, or are you like, look, I'm head to head on Bob on the same platform. I need to defeat Bob straight up and not too much worry about Keenan. Or are you like, because there can be a point where 
your last deadlift, it might come down to this. It might literally come down to, listen, my friend, you can pull a weight and beat Bob head to head. And there's, you know, Bob took Virginia, you take it back. That's your head to head. You beat Bob or you load more to also beat Keenan. But if you miss, you won't beat Bob and you won't beat Keenan. And you're risking beating Bob when, cause you could pull less to beat Bob. If that kind of thing happens, which might, um, what do you do? Yep. Well, I mean, you know, um, don't think I'd, if I could secure, you know, whatever the prize, I think it's like 15 grand or whatever. Like if I can secure that. <laughs> oh, that's true too. The money. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. You know what? I didn't even, you know, I was just thinking pride there, but I, yeah. I will. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, don't get me wrong. Like um, um, I have a lot of pride with humility, but I am prideful nonetheless. So, uh, but at the same point in time, you know, am I going to like, just kind of like let that money walk away? If, if, if I, I know it's within my grasp, um, I wouldn't, but um, but I wouldn't be. I but if I hit that, you know, hypothetically, and I won, but it didn't be Keenan's performance, I wouldn't be satisfied with it. Though, and I know that um, I'd feel a lot better because I'd won the money. But you know, because if I lost so the money and wasn't satisfied, then you know, that would suck worse. Is kind of the way I see it. But um, at that point, then it would just be, you know, at Nats, it's game on and beat both of them. But I, I fully intend to beat both of them this time. So we'll see. Yeah. You're 100% right. Like, it's not worth 15K. You know, you you could, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you take that money and be like, I'll see you at Nats, young man. You know, I'll see you at Nats, Keenan. I did what I had to do. Uh, the 15K is what it is. But there will be all three of you at once, which is prob- <laughs> which is just absolutely bonkers to see you guys. All three of you on the same platform. It's going to be insane. Where is Mega Nats this year? Uh, it's going to be in Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis. Okay. And how's the party scene there? <laughs> Not Vegas, that's for sure. Well, that's true too. It can only be better than Vegas. That's right. Yeah. That's right. No. Right it's, it's not too terrible, but honestly, I'm not going to really be too tempted by that just because the competition is different this time. Right. And there's just more on the line. There's more at stake. There's better people coming up out of the woodworks. And, you know, I, Hey, I mean, the next year or two, we might not be the the only three sort of contenders in that nine fifty plus kilo like range. We might have like another one or two guys come up there. There's already a few guys that look like they're floating up to around two thousand. Um, I mean, I hell back at the VA Pro, I think in twenty one, um, uh, Jake Amendola, you know, for example, he had two k. Right. Uh, so it's just like there's there's going to be guys, you know, and, and that's why I really like this weight class because it's just. It's so competitive. It's it's you know, it's dudes that are putting up monstrous numbers, monstrous totals, and you know you're you're big, you're like you're you know jacked and you know muscular and stuff. But it's not like the super heavies either, you know. Right. And I, I kind of really like that that middle ground with like the one hundred, the one hundred ten, mainly like like kilo weight classes or one hundred five in, in the IPF. Like I really like watching the one hundred fives. But um, yeah, it's just special. I was going to ask you because it is like, it's interesting. You guys, you three are obviously like the, the three big ones, the three giants and the one ten. but all you guys are real close to hundred kilos. Like all you guys could easily cut to hundred kilos or, and always are underneath one Oh five. Um, so it, to the point of you could have another lifter show up who's actually 113 kilos 
he cuts to 110. Uh, three kilos is nothing. Jessica Bittner is half your guy's size and she cuts way more kilos. Like you could have a guy who's like 115 kilos who cuts to 110 kilos. Um, yeah. And he would be five theoretically. And he would be yeah, exactly in, in that individual while pound for pound might not be as good as all three of you, he would be 10 kilos bigger, 22 pounds of body weight, bigger human. That's, That's where, when we talk about like, like, to your point of someone could show up, someone could easily show up in that particular weight class only because he doesn't even have to be pound for pound as special, so to speak. He just will be way bigger. He will look like a bigger weight class, a weight class up because he will be, you know, that's why it's very yeah. tumultuous. This is almost a special time as well. Do you think about that? And in thinking about that, have you thought about, Maybe I go to 100 at some point. Bulking is even like you'll you'll probably never fill out to 113, what like that big, right? Isn't that is that way too big of an ask? Because you're already pretty big, dude, right? Like in terms oh, of your friends. I could, I could hit. I could probably hit that weight. Holy smokes, Ashton! I'm just be... like a monster, but I, I could do it. Yeah, um, I, I don't plan to get to 113 though. My my plan, I mean, that would be the the cap for me though, because I kind of made an agreement with myself like a lifetime cap body weight would be around like 250. I don't think I'd ever want to go above that. You know, um, I'm not above six feet, and I don't think it's necessarily great for health, whether you're muscular or whatever. 250 plus, like on your heart, yeah, naturally. It, or on drugs for that matter, it's not really great. So, um, yeah, I mean, right now I'm like kind of slowly gaining. I'm getting back up to like that 230 range, but um, and I'm really comfortable at this weight, and I, I think I look really good too. But I think I'm probably trying to make a run up to like around 240, um, maybe 245, like in that range, because I I know for a fact I can do it, um, but. If I do go up to that weight range, I'm only going to stay there for a year or two, and then I'm going to go back down. Like, cause I don't, I don't want to stay in that that weight class, weight range for too long. If this thing progresses to a bunch of guys, your level of talent, but they are one ten. So we're looking at totals that are probably monstrous. Picture yourself, but naturally a lot bigger human, just so as talented. Kilos, yeah. What's that? Sorry. But like weighing 110 kilos. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in that. If that ends up happening, which eventually you got to think it will, like, like you, like in every single weight class, eventually the natural 75s, the natural 82 and a half show up. Like it'd be really bizarre in the 82 and a half, 83 kilo classes for all top three guys are like actually 77 kilos that way. I can't even picture it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, it, yeah. this <laughs> is you, right. So this is a very unique, <laughs> this is unique in, in almost guaranteed to be temporary. It's only a matter of time. Some freak is going to come out of football or, or whatever and show up and he's like, Hey, I'm actually way bigger than everyone else here. Let, let's, let's see what happens when that comes. Um, would you move down to 100 kilos? Would you be like, Hey, maybe I swing, take a swing at one Oh five IPF route. Would you like, would you, what would be your plans there? If some yeah. natural one, if that guy came in and he beat us, then I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to go up and wait and beat him. Oh, um, that's true too. So, so that's what I would do. <laughs> I would just go up. I mean, I'm planning to go up anyway to that, that weight range to really try to fill out the potential of this weight class um, in the next like year or so, year or two. I'm probably taking about that long. But um, if I can fill out the potential in, that, in this weight class, 
you know, because um, like like you said at nationals, you know, dots or whatever formula, whatever you know, stupid bullshit. Like, but um, at the end of the day, you know, nationals, worlds, whatever. Hey, man, like it doesn't really matter what you weigh if you're in the weight class. Who it's, right. Which man has the biggest total? So, um, oh, you know, I weighed in at two twenty eight and I lost by five kilos, but I won best lifter because of dots. Like I, I wouldn't care that I won best lifter. It, it wouldn't matter to me. It'd be irrelevant because I lost what, what mattered. So, um, so yeah, to your point, I do intend to gain, to fill out the weight class or to at least get very close to filling it out. And, um, and, and just like winning and just stomping whoever shows up at nationals. That's what the, the conversation was too. Like, it's very awkward because all you guys are so close in in um in terms of like body weight as because all you guys are like small 110s um and also in terms of loss obviously total so it would be kind of awkward where somebody could conceivably come in third take a bronze but be best lifter the best yep. lifter of the but be crowned the best lifter of the tournament whereas like historically speaking like when like taylor atwood would win his weight class and wins best lifter it like it's not it's not a, a tough one to explain, but when, if like, it's tough to think, yeah, this guy is third in his weight class, but the best lifter of the entire tournament doesn't make sense. It, it actually yeah. doesn't. That sentence doesn't make sense. So it, just, it sounds like, terrible. Yeah. It'd be like, come again. What do you wait? Sorry. He's the best lifter of the entire tournament. Yes. But he's third in his weight class. Also true. That's, that's like an oxymoron. It's like, I, I, I don't wrap my head around that. So hopefully it doesn't come down to that. And I don't think like you, I don't think anybody guns. That's when it really gets put into perspective what formulas are and what titles are to that, you know, argument that's kind of been kicked around, but it's true. Titles, you know, Russ said that, but this is where I think if you ask anybody, they'll be like, nah, give me that title. Straight the title away. matters, man. It's the title. It's the title every time. Yeah. It, it, it just is so much more sentimental. It has so much more meaning. You know, you really feel like you're actually in a battle. It's it, it's so much different. I mean, I don't like competing with guys that are 80 pounds lighter than me, like for formula. Because they're lifting less weights on me than everything. And I'm like, okay. like Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah exactly. You could, I mean, <laughs> I, I get it. Where you could respect, like, you can respect, like, look, you've done great. You're you're doing amazing. But at the yeah. same time, you're like, I don't know, man. We're not really competing against each other with all due respect. You know what I mean? You're like, I'm 60 pounds bigger and lifting 150 kilos more. We're just not in the same lane. Like, you, I know you mean where it's like, you know, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. It gets awkward. It's, it, it's, not, it's almost an awkward conversation. It's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. Yeah, for sure. But when you, when you were toe-to-toe with another man, that literally is around your size, just as big and bad and strong as you are, and you're duking it out with him. It, it's a completely different. It's, it's it's almost like it almost sounds it sounds so primitive when I describe it, but it's just so true. It's like that's that's what I prefer that kind of competition over competing with someone who's a lot smaller than me, lifting a lot less weight than me. And it's not to take away from them because they're still damn strong, still a beast, still you know in the, the top you know. Um, 99th percentile of humans for strength, but like if I'm competing with them and they're not even like really sort of close to that level functionally, then I how much do I really care aside from the money? Yeah, right, right, right. Because sure. again, all of that changes with history when you change the formula. 
and the formula seems to change fairly often. In yeah, 10 years, two years. Yeah. You could change a formula in three years, go back and take the same tournament, same results. And uh, like in terms of kilos lifted and change who won, who came in second, who came in third. With the the order. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's the same tournament. You just rewrite history with whatever formula you want to use. Um, I know it, it's, it's tough, man. I do get why they do it because right now, Talent pool wise and powerlifting. Not big uh, enough yet. Yeah. So you do what you got to do to make it competitive, to make the shows. I get it. 100%. I get it. But that's what makes it special. What's going on right now with all you guys. And and it's kind of cool how all you guys have kind of, all you guys could cut to 100. And it's like, all you guys have looked each other in the eye and be like, none of us are going to cut. Right. Nope. <laughs> you know, like right. none of us are going to cut. Right. Uh, we're all agreeing we're gonna be like 103 like you guys have all been just a few kilo over and you're like let's just let this happen yeah man i mean because if any did that and again i both of those boys know that you know i really like them go out to bat for them um and everything but if any of them cut down before nationals just know that the bottom of my heart I do love you guys, but like in my eyes, you would be a coward for running. You, like you running can. for the competition, you'd be a coward, I, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody's blinking at this point. Nobody can. Yeah, and they're not cowards, so they're not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. So, yeah. <laughs> how disheartening would it be if like one of the three is like, I like to announce I'm cutting to 100 kilo? It's like, God, no. And then you drop the episode. <laughs> And then, and they're like, and they're like, and if it beat you on dots, I consider that a win. And you'd be like, oh, this is entirely not what we wanted. Yeah, no. So, yeah, no, it just, it could never happen. I mean, with Keenan, you know, and I know Keenan you know, pretty personally, as he said, you know, now. Um, and I would say personality wise, we're actually very, very similar, which was kind of eerie when we like met each other and competed. We were very much alike, which was funny. Um, just from, different sides of the world that's really the big difference um but just the way that we view and approach like competition and competing and wanting to be the best like we were very similar in that way so i definitely don't see him doing that and with bob you know bob has a fire within him and he has something to, to show and to prove to the world and to himself and him dropping a weight class um for the sake of a title in a lesser weight class against guys that are going to be lifting lesser weight. I just don't see him doing that either. And in my case, you know, I go up, I'm notorious for going up weight classes that I shouldn't be in to, to have different competitions. So I'm not going anywhere either. And here's the thing. Bob has already won the 100 kilo and one best lifter. Like you've done that. You know, if you want to check that box, it's easier to move up when you've already done it as opposed to repeating that whole thing. And this narrative has already been pushed. The, the, the hype's already been made. The, the ink has already been set too late now. Yeah. If this is not the time to get scared. This is not the time for scared men. Yeah, no. You're this right. is not a time for, for fear or retreat. No, we, we've all signed the dotted line. Like we, That's, we, that's we right. Be. That's right. There can only be one. Um, on that day, because you and Bob are on the same team, who's going to handle who? Is that even being discussed yet? You're pretty far. Well, you're not that far from the Arnold, actually. I was just thinking about Nats. But who yeah. is who in these scenarios? So usually that's kind of how it works at the VA Pro. So Marcellus does work with both of us on the day. But usually I was telling you guys earlier about my friend Christian. He usually comes in as well. And he specifically works with um, he helps me out a lot more, usually. It will help Marcellus out with both of us too. But it'll more so be kind of like Christian and I a lot. And definitely like Marcellus too, after each attempt, he'll kind of be there for both of us. 
And um, he'll kind of take our feedback and incorporate that. And then as we're going through the meet, you know, kind of calculating the number of crunching attempts and stuff like that. So and I would say Mar Marcellus, just to kind of like to that note, I would say he's been very good with handling a lot of his lifters at high level competitions and not only being competent in, in you know, handling them, but being competent in ensuring that no one person is really getting special treatment. You know what I mean? Because let's, let's face it, it's a concern when you've got guys literally in the same weight class going directly well, against each other. There's also like, there, there's also like a game to be played though in powerlifting where you like, change openers or like openers try to attempt. get behind them on the second attempt. So you load up slight, like you could try to get it the lead on or like placeholder. You could change your last deadlift twice over there. There is gamesmanship. Like, you know, Matt Gary will do that. And, um, exactly. and so that's where like, like you, like, I think you were stronger than Bryce Lewis with all due respect, but Bryce, Matt Gary was able to like maneuver for a win purely based off of gamesmanship, not because Bryce was a stronger lifter. So that's right. where like, if you have one guy doing both guys, it'll be an awkward conversation. It's like, like it is tricky. Unless it comes down to, oh, we're just going to RP tenant for the first couple like events, but then that's when Christian does like <laughs> like that's where maybe if if you're going to do it that way, Christian does that right. Like, okay, if it comes down to gamesmanship or whatever, <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm not sure how you guys will market, but. Yeah, but um, I mean, it worked out really well at the VA Pro. It worked out well at the VA Pro the year before as well, when Petrie was also in the mix for that meet, because he's going to be at the finale too. And Petrie is, is one of those guys that you're not going to want to underestimate for the finale either, because he's lifting in the 90 weight class, I think, and he's been doing some pretty monstrous things lately. So, you know, he can win it too. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that it's it's true. It's uh, yeah, it's a, it's going to be dicey, man. Um, I can't wait to watch the Arnold. It's going to be freaking fireworks and, and everybody's all fired up for it. And obviously I think it's going to be a great meet. I'm really excited for the Arnold. I'm really excited for Sheffield too. I'm excited to see how both of those turn out. Yeah, dude, we're, we're, we're spoiled, aren't we? Yeah, this is a good time. <laughs> we have some, some heavy hitters emerging, man. This is, this is a special time. Um, well, Arian, do you got any questions there? I've covered quite a bit. I know I, we were talking yeah. early in the chats and I kind of strung along and took all the talking points, but um, I mean, you kind of went through the whole timeline, so we're good. That's exactly it. I told you the timeline we're going to go through and I stuck to it. Listen, Ashton, I appreciate you coming on here, my friend and, um, and getting your feedback. And I'm, I know like everybody else, there's a momentum going on and it's kicking in just at the right time. So yep. let's just ride this wave of momentum right into the Arnold and hopefully all three of you guys in the 110s and then Petrie in the 90 all have the same. And I mean, we're going to have some spectacular as well as Rondell. I mean, Rondell's got like, Rondell Hunt. he's looking good. He's dangerous. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a hell of a competition at the Arnold classic. Um, I appreciate you, man. Is there anybody that you want to give any shout outs, sponsors or anything like that before we let you go, sir? Um, I mean, the main one was, you know, Christian Chesnificent uh, on Instagram. And then of course my coach, Marcellus Williams, um, his Instagram is at the Swolefesser. Um, both great men, both doing great things, I think, for a lot of powerlifters in the community and for the community as a whole. And we're just kind of we're just excited for March, man. And like, yeah, I'm gonna ride this wave. Listen, man, I'm gonna be reaching out after March, though. We gotta yeah. talk after these battles yeah. have taken place, man, for sure. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, we'll keep in contact. Good luck with training, my friend, and uh, we'll talk in the DMs. All righty, good to see, see you, buddy. Have a good one.